Welcome to the Blood, Sweat and Ears podcast. I'm Phil Bashford. And I'm Merrick De La Fuente. Today, we're just going to have a bit of a catch up. Uh, we've both been a little bit busy uh, to do a kind of bi monthly one. So it's been turbo busy. Yeah. Yeah, it's just been very, very busy. I've moved house. Uh, Merrick's been on tour. Mm hmm. And, and locked in the studio. That's what you do. That's just a given. It's just got like I'm either on tour or I'm locked in the studio with mixes coming out of my ears. I've got so much mixing to do, bro. It's weird. When you're here sitting on my couch. Yeah, I know. I'm sitting there <laughs> chatting shit with you. But that's fine. It's good because then it solidifies in my mind how much mixing I've got to do. Yeah, and then I go cool. home and actually do the mixing. The longer you're here, the more the anxiety builds. It's up. a weird one. I find, yeah, but I find if I go and do something else, I actually end up being more productive. Because then I come back and I'm like, okay, cool, now it's time to work. Whereas if I'm just at home, studio mode only for a few days, I get like less and less productive. Yeah. Because I just get more like, I just start chilling more. Just and more start, breaks, just more. Just I start doing less. I start just getting distracted more and shit like that. So, don't I? It's easily done. Um, and I, I think I, one of yeah. those, those other things with that, which I was reading uh, about this week in regards to like, you know, kind of discipline and getting stuff done and i've really struggled with it um you know i've got i think i've got four mixes i'm supposed to have done like last month yeah so i'm like hella behind um <sighs> but just with like everything like moving house has been well i don't need to tell you you did it a couple of years ago it's been yeah. hellish moving house is awful um worth it but awful. yeah and it's great you know we're in okay there's stuff everywhere but we're here and it's good but um it's just the the paralysis of there's then so much to do that I get nothing Nothing done. happens, yeah. And that is an ADHD thing. Um, Massively. I have to, like, itemise stuff I'm doing. And eat, like, and then quite often I won't even stick to that, but itemising it will at least sort of break it down enough so then I do something. Like, yeah. I made a whole list of, like, to-do list of what I was going to do this week and what order I was going to do them in. And I've been super productive this week, but not in the order that I set out. So I've done stuff, like stuff's been done that needs to be done, but I've not not in the order that I wrote yeah. down on the list. So I think even just writing a list is like, okay, just somehow just puts my brain into, just do something, you fucking lazy fuck. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same. Like I've got, I, you know, I use, I use TickTick, that app, and it's wicked because you can have like tags yeah. and it's like proper, really good for my brain. But it's the point where there's so much in my inbox that I can't even, I'm just paralyzed by it. So, yeah, today's like first day off where I haven't been unpacking loads of boxes or trying to do some freelance stuff, which I, I actually do, yeah. do some work today. But, and it's just uh, actually kind of laying in bed and, and not, not trying to stick. I think the thing is with us slightly broken humans yeah is that we try we try and stick to routine even when it's not plausible no <laughs> and, yeah I, I think it has to be like i don't know i find the big one for me is is sleep and like sleep if i can get enough sleep reliably if i can keep to that routine then everything else is a lot easier and like yeah like slots in as long as i can get enough sleep Sleep no. is the cornerstone of think, everything. Of like any you routine. can't do anything if you're sleeping badly. Yeah, and and I think like it's taken me. I think we've been in this place for two weeks now, and it's taken me like till today just to be like, ah, 
I've yeah. actually got some sleep because it's like yeah, stuff you know, happening, stuff in boxes, you know. And yeah, I should have. Uh, I think I said to you when you got here, like if I ever move again, I'm going to take like two weeks off because yeah, I've been, I've been working. Do it. Yeah, you can't do it. I didn't. I didn't. I did the exact same thing when I moved. Didn't take any time off. I was like, ah, what do I need? Like a day or two? That'd be sweet. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Fucked. There's still like boxes in the attic where I've just kind of uh, forget about that. At this point, it's like probably just throw it all away. Just, just burn it. Just need to having a huge like declutter of everything recently. Just working through each room. Yeah, you see, starting you see. with the bedroom because that's the most fucked one. But that's done. Bedroom's done. Yeah, now. yeah. Well, I, saw, I, was, I was in your place and you painted the uh, the bedroom and it's it's getting a the vibe tip yeah. top. I think though, like you know, kind of transversing that to kind of like musical stuff, like doing this move and like being aware of all my stuff in a bit of chaos it kind of made me look at i had to bring up some of my old projects and i'm like oh okay there's a lot of plugins on there that chaos. don't need to be on there yeah yeah so i'm i think uh, i think there's going to be another plugin purge um before january that's going to be my new year's resolution just strip it right back it's weird i haven't done a plugin purge in ages because every, every time i go to do one i'm like ah oh, this feels unproductive and then i don't do it and then I just, but I still use the same plugins all all the time. So I mean, maybe I should, but then I, I don't know because I kind of don't. Because occasionally I'll be like, oh, I really need that weird niche plugin that I've used twice ever, but I yeah. really need it right now. And then if I can't find it, it's like stressful. I'm like, what the fuck is that thing? I know I've bought it and paid <laughs> for it, but where is it? I can't find it. That's so annoying. Um, it's been kind of a big. It's been. A- a big week for me, um, music kind of production wise, because uh, you it's probably not on your radar, but they just bought uh, like V7 of Reaper out. Ah, and they've um, is I it still free? It's it's not free, but you could run it <laughs> perpetually forever, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, functionally, it's free, yeah, ultimately. Um, but they've done some like really like super big moves. So, one yeah. of the things that did used to do my nutting which i think cubase and pro tools had a bit of an edge on was the like takes and the management of takes with lanes and they've just like taken they've looked at what everyone else is doing they've just knocked it out of the park yeah so it's really good i haven't got into the bones of it because i've literally just whacked it on yeah i think like of all the ones i've used pro tools has by far the best take management system logic is my least favorite logic take management system is just stupid it looks it looks it's like horrible it's but like reaper was a bit chaotic before. yeah but Re- like reaper i could forgive because it was like f- like free or 60 quid if you buy it like i, I can forgive that do you know what i mean i can yeah. forgive it being a bit bare bones and crappy but like it, logic like what like the second most used one or something yeah logic just like terrible for it, awful for it i've had like three people contact me to come and uh, do some freelance stuff uh, uh, at my work, and um, yeah, they're all logic guys, all logic guys. So there's a real there's a real turn. So um, they need to like up their game with that because you know apparently the I think Cubase brought something out recently, which is a big step up, and they've kind of sorted out the ASIO guard shit that's been causing chaos. But yeah, I think uh, I don't know it's weird because it's a bit like a closed box, isn't it? Because yeah. I wonder, I wonder like. I don't know if you read about the Pro Tools thing because that's being kind of sold to a non-musical like entity now. 
so, paid any attention to any of that. I wonder what's gonna. It'll go one of two ways. They either like sort out all the shite for mm. their fuck it. Thing thing is with like thing is with all like the shite in inverted comments with Pro Tools is it's like because I'm so used to Pro Tools and I know it like the back of my hand. It's just they're just not. That's just those things are just I just know how to get around them or know yeah, what the actual process is, yeah. and it's just not even work. I just know how to do the thing. That's like so. I don't. It's, it's weird. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot there's a lot of movement on stuff, and um, I saw yesterday's. I well. really can't be asked to learn a new DAW if they fuck Pro Tools. I can't. That's just turbo long. Well, if it does happen, the only saving grace is that you could all your shortcuts to Reaper like like yeah. for like and you can set actions so it wouldn't be the end of the world it'd be long it wouldn't be the end of the world I'd manage but it'd just be long been, rather it didn't happen for like a week <laughs> you'd be like in hell going oh I've got to do this and do that yeah but style my, architecture's different yeah my friend just um, one of my friends who does uh, a lot of like classical stuff and he does a lot of like fashion stuff that's his thing he um he was a Cubase guy, and obviously Cubase makes sense for that, for composition. And you can have the timeline up, and it... Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you've seen Nuendo, where you've got, like, the, the video yeah, yeah. window up. and But um, obviously you can do that in Reaper. So he was just like, he was like, oh, I'm going to have to get Nuendo. Oh, this is really annoying. Then he sat there, did a bit of reading. I think added some extensions and downloaded a few, like, JS bits, and was like, sort it. Yeah, it's just fine. In the bag. Yeah, I don't know. I guess those things just kind of, well, things evolve, don't they? Yeah, and I, I think it's getting quite interesting with with stuff. Also, like one of the other things in Reaper that they've done, which is really cool, is it, there's a thing called component. Yeah. So you can like, you can like cross, you can like parallel process stuff in one, like on one yeah. channel. Yeah. So that's going to be a bit of a game changer for like base and other stuff. And yeah. And you can like wet dry stuff. So yeah, I think I think it's all getting ridiculous now. And you know, I don't know if you saw Fabfield have just bought like their new reverb like version two of like yeah. the, the is it whatever it's called Pro R or something. Pro R, yeah. And that looks sick because you can import impulses and it basically maps them and yeah. it gives you controls. Like what the fuck? Which is insane, really, when you think about it. Yeah, there's so much like cool shit coming out constantly. It's hard to keep up. But like, I mean, fundamentally, it's still it's still the old adage of like it doesn't matter, it doesn't really matter what the tools are doing if you don't have the like the mind or the sort of creativity to use them. It doesn't matter if you have all the latest versions of everything. If you can't, if you don't know what you're trying to do, then doesn't, none of it matters. <laughs> yeah, and it's that old adage of like if you took like some OG mixer and gave him just like the stock plugins. Yeah. And then gave like uh someone else all all of the gear. And the guy with all the free stuff is just gonna kill it because yeah, fundamentally exactly. he knows he what he's trying to do. Yeah. And it's not about it's not about the tool, really. No, no. Is it it's been um it's been interesting like because I haven't I've only just started kind of getting back into doing some freelance stuff last week and I had kind of a month off. And, um, you know, I kind of, I do, uh, as probably you do, you watch kind of YouTube videos on, on stuff you're interested in. And I haven't really done, like, I haven't really watched any stuff like that. 
and then all this stuff's coming out and I kind of I, I've, I, I had a bit of FOMO about it but actually mm. it's kind of taught me that just it's not really FOMO it's just that things are getting shoved into my face and it's basically marketing it is marketing because fundamentally it doesn't doesn't really change anything it's no. like yeah they're kind of they're like incremental differences incremental changes for some things that some people find a challenge and then they've fixed that thing but it doesn't really affect most people and it's all just there look at this new shiny thing that we've got you you should upgrade this because we've we've brought this out now which is going to make your mixes 10 times better when in reality it's not like it's just there's still like um like what's his name andy wallace using like diva on snare drums <laughs> yeah, yeah, the free like yeah the free pro tools one or like yeah andy sneep is who i meant but i'm sure andy wallace also uses it but andy sneep just just yeah, do verb on the snare, just on the on the channel, mate. Yeah, that's your snare verb, and it's still amazing. That it's the it's his sound. That's the sound. It's just it's, it's cool. Yeah, it's just it's mad, really. I am um, on that on reverb. Um, whilst we're you know we're just going all over the place today. Uh, there's very little uh, structure to this, but that's completely right. fine. I uh, I was speaking to a developer for a company I won't mention the name of. Um, and he was looking around, and we were talking about the Lexicon 4AE yeah. and the Brocasti. And I didn't know that the Brocasti is basically based on one of the rooms in the Lexicon. It's like a random room or random yeah. hall. That's basically the Brocasti. Yeah. And that's just mad. Hardware reverbs are a pointless ripoff. There we go. I can possibly Debate. comment on that. I'll comment all day. If you spend four grand on a reverb unit, you are you have low IQ. <laughs> Sorry, just gonna just gonna put that out there. Waste of everyone's time. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, you're gonna track drums and then edit all the drums and then not use the reverb anyway. Like, I get it. Sure, if you're mixing, maybe it's quite nice. Sure, have it on a reverb send. Why not? Also, just use a fucking plugin. Just grow up. I like plugins. I like plugins. Just better. They, they are just, I'm sorry, we're at a point now where basically all plugins are better in when you look at the full rounded picture than any hardware. There we go. I'll put I that agree. down. I'll uh, lay that down. <laughs> yeah, you've got recall. And, and it, they're, they're so close. They're the same. And also, yeah, sure. If you put a real thing up against the plugin version of the thing, you'll be able to tell a difference. If you put one real version up against another real version, you're gonna you're gonna be able to tell the difference between them. That's so, that's like we talk about it quite a lot. It's just point of reference, isn't it? I I I don't know if I mentioned so it. No one here. cares. Right. I I got uh I got some eleven seventy I got eleven seventy six and I put it up against a Yuri clone to see which one sounded uh better yeah. if better is the word, and they just sounded very different. I actually preferred the Universal Audio because it was a bit more kind of spongy on on the release um that's what i would be looking for when reaching for that compressor i want that spongy thing someone might like the slightly cleaner yuri who cares it's just it's it's just color isn't it yeah it doesn't really matter like sure in the same way that the uad version of the 1176 sounds different from the waves version of the 1176 sure and i use them differently Cool, excellent, nice. I'd rather just have. I'd rather just not spend 
however much one of those units costs, like 1,500 quid or some shit. If you can get one, yeah. Yeah. So switching gears a little bit, uh, before we started the recording, you were saying you, you're going, one of the things you've got to do today is you've got to sort out a bit of the paperwork for going to Japan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just like sort out all the flights. As I did yesterday, sorting out the flights, sorting out bits of accommodation because we're staying. So what are you doing in Japan just for people listening? We're playing, playing a couple of shows out there. With Cynic and Sickleman, who are a really cool Japanese band that we've known for years. Um, and we're going to, but we're also like staying a couple of days either side just to like, because we're going to try and film a video out there as well. So we're bringing a photographer, lucky, managed to convince the label to fly a photographer out there for us. And we're going to film a video and just get as much content as possible in Japan because Japan's cool. And why not? And I also yeah. think, yeah, there's a, but it's just because obviously the promoter is like, yeah, happy to cover all your cost accommodation for the days around the shows, but I'm not paying for your holiday. <laughs> so we've sorted our own accommodation for the other, the other shows for the, not the other shows, the other days that were there as just tourists. But yeah, just, just a bit of a, just sorting it all out, getting That's it all, sick. getting it all in, booking all the flight. How long is the flight? Well, Here's the thing. We've booked flights with a layover in Shanghai because the direct flights were almost double the cost. And normally direct flights are better for obvious reasons, but because of the, uh, just like for double the price, we couldn't really like warrant that. So stopping over in Shanghai, so the total trip is like 18 hours each way. Which is pretty savage. That's kind of spicy, isn't it? But that's like, so it's about 13 hours of flying and about four or five hours of hanging around in an airport. That's dark. But I mean, you've just, do you know what I mean? That's how are you going to get to the other side of the planet? There's yeah. just sort of, there's, there's just kind of have to, it's a long journey regardless. And I suppose you got to travel pretty light. Pretty light, yeah. Travel light. But luckily, our rig is pretty light and we're not, we're actually not, we're not taking the radio stuff. We're doing wired is this time just a super long XLR because it's all mono mixes anyway. Because Japan's very strict on like radio frequency stuff, and you have to get like a license from the government, which is just that's just zero chance of us getting a license from the government, Japanese government in time. It's a whole application process, so we're just like fuck it, let's just get long XLRs, run it direct out the rig, and that'll work fine. Yeah, that'll be fine, because, yeah, why not? It doesn't matter. And luckily, all modern gear as well, because Japan runs on 100 volts, not 230. But, but all the gear works also on There's that. There's switches, it's isn't it? modern yeah. gear, so. Yeah, that was mad. I remember the first time I saw that kind of running, because obviously in paper, you're like, that's fine. I think we had, when I was at work, we had an Australian band over, I think they were doing download a couple of years ago, and they had to convert some of their gear but like they had an X32 running their ears. Yeah. And they just plugged it straight into the wall and were like, let's see what happens. It's completely fine. Of course, because I mean, like, if you think about it, it makes sense. Because if you're a company like Behringer or something, or any company, and you're not making something super niche, you're making something for like the average consumer, basically. You, uh, you, you, 
you want it. You don't want to have to make a totally different power unit for different parts of the planet. You what you it's much better for you if you make one thing that can work with all voltages on the planet, basically. So and that's the same any modern piece of equipment will be like that because their market's global. So they're not they can't be like, oh yeah, this only works in Europe because it's only got a, a two thirty volt power yeah. adapter. So that means it won't work in the US, won't work in Asia, won't work in Australia. So what was the so like you can't have a global market if that's the case. But they've luckily for us, it's uh that's, that's all great. sorted. Yeah, because your stuff's all kind of digital. It's it's one of those things I can't. It's all digital and modern. Yeah, I think I think this Australian band had an American rig and then like a European rig, and they had amp. They were on amps, but I think that's on amps. It's a whole fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, no, I just yeah, I, I remember like twenty years ago. Reason number five thousand why you shouldn't have real amps live. It causes all kinds of problems as well. Even if you've got even if you've got a step, if you like step up, step down, transform, or whichever way around it is it. It still doesn't... still fucky. It's pretty fucky, yeah. Yeah, and those step-up, step-down transformers get super hot. Yeah. Real hot. We used one in Mexico for one bit of equipment for one show, and it was just the chaos. And it was, like, so hot to the touch afterwards. We were like, this this can't be good. Like, literally, we had to, couldn't pick it up from the stage. Like had to let it turn it off and let it cool down for yeah, like twenty minutes. Not what that sounds like fire, doesn't it? That sounds like fire, and also like yeah, sure, heat proof plastic and stuff. But to a point, <laughs> fire is fire, though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But at some point, that's just not not good. Yeah, that would be cool though. So you just taking like one guitar each and one guitar each. Uh, we're taking obviously laptop interface, the X Air for the in ears. Probably also because I think we're going to borrow a rack unit out there. We're going to dismantle it and borrow a unit out there just so we can travel super light and put it all in suitcases. Just like it's just safer that way and a lot easier. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do that. And yeah. And then obviously the, the Line 6 HX stomps for guitars, which are tiny, fit in suitcases. The whole rig is going to be like. like small as fuck so and it all runs on 100 volts so basically we just need one adapter and an extension cable and it's done and done and the whole rig will just work that's the same in-ear mix that we have everywhere else in the world which is just yeah ideal really so what are you flipping um, your wirelesses for have you got like Behringer P1s or well we're getting the P2s I think they're called which is the mono version the single XLR version they're a bit smaller I don't know what they're called. They're like, uh, uh, let me try and find them actually right now. Uh, Is there the battery powered like little? Yeah, it's like the like the P P ones I've got in the studio, but there's like a P two yeah, or something. Yeah, I know the ones you mean. The small, basically, yeah, there's yeah. one channel version of that. Yeah, and they've yeah, got P2, literally they've like got this, like them ones. Yeah, so. that little pencil thing. It's got yeah. like a input on the bottom. Yeah, battery the powered. Top. Yeah, and it's got and like then... a push. Yeah, make sure you've just got. Um, Make sure you get, yeah, I'll tell you what batteries to get. You need like energizer industrials or something. Cause if you put shitters in there, they just shit out real quick. But yeah, die. Well, I'll probably change every gig. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? No, of so. course. Yeah. There's, um, 
you can get and then some just run fat. a long XLR basically. Just we've just ordered a bunch of ten meter XLRs. Oh, that so if if we need to extend it, we'll just daisy chain them. Just yeah, there's um I think you can get some batteries off CPC because you won't need loads because I think yeah. they just take one, but they're basically Duracell copies and they're like a third of the price. So yeah, I will link you. Yeah, link me up. That would be sick. That would be sick. So before you, when are you going away? Uh, we leave on December the fifth. Okay, so you've got you've got like a month basically. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. And in the interim, mixing wise, you just mixing, yeah, a bunch of stuff, got a bunch of stuff to catch up on. Um, and what else am I doing? I can't remember. I've got a vocal session later today with a really cool R and B artist. Um, trying to get do a bit more of that stuff as well. Trying to branch out from sort of rock and metal stuff. So I'm working with this artist on like a. On just where I just get get a cut of everything, oh great! Kind of kind of kind of way, which is fun. Getting um, yeah, working on that. Doing, I've got about four EPs that I've got finished mixing. Got uh, just finished mixing like a trap metal album, which is good. That's gonna be really cool. Yeah, just lots and lots of stuff. That's um, cool. I've got That's a couple of shows as well. Bit of movement, but uh, yeah. Couple shows this month, and then just crack it on. Really, just keeping it all moving. Keep what you moving. want? Well, I'm going to spend some money today because um, I, I spend money on like Google Drive and fucking Backblaze for the backups and my audio stuff. So I'm going to buy a Western Digital RAID. Nice. I think I'm going to get an eight terabyte. Nice. Will I? Will I ever fill eight terabytes up? Maybe I don't know. I've been tempted by one of them for ages. I just like, it's like if I'm sending stuff over, like I sent, I didn't, I ended up giving you that stuff on Artist the other day, but when I sent that first link to you for that uh, project that you were mixing, yeah. it's just fucky just sitting there like Wait uploading it, it. So if I've just got it on a server, I can just give you a link. Yeah. Oh. So I think, I think these things are like 320 or something. Yeah. And you just put it, you plug it into a router and just, it's got like software, it's got like idiot software on it for idiots like me and you. Yeah. And so you don't need any kind of networking Shit, knowledge. Yeah. So I think that's that's going to happen. And I need to, yeah, get that that space upstairs so I can at least do some mixing. Yeah, I still need to sort out my attic as well. Still be me to turn it to like an extra office slash spare bedroom space. You know, oh, you, you've got room. Has it been converted in your attic? It's semi-converted, the attic oh, wow. current. So it's like it's got a floor. It's got power. It's got lights. But it just needs to be like, needs to sort out the eaves. Yeah. And. Uh, then which can probably convert to storage and then yeah just turn it into like a spare bedroom office type yeah thing. that'd be sick and then get, gain a bit more room yes yeah, is the thing isn't it especially when you work at home as I, well not just in music everyone's working at home now yeah it's um all of a sudden you're like well i need more real estate yeah just it's um, nice to have more stuff yeah and you know attic yeah no that's great if it's converted that's that'll be sick yeah just gotta like Gotta gotta get it get it finished at some point. That'd be great. It's a bit a bit tedious, a bit expensive, but make it happen. Hey, earning the money, spend the money. Yeah, it's got to be done. Got Onwards, be done. upwards. Yeah, exactly. Good shit. Okay, well, uh, yeah, thanks for coming over, Mary. Um, I think we're gonna go get, eat some food. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this has been the Blood Sweat and Ears podcast. I'm Phil Bashford. And I'm Merrick Delafuente. Fuente.